Hello there, probably scientists. This is Andy with a quick announcement before we get to this week's episode. Unfortunately, we had some audio issues with this show, and there have been too many of those recently. We're aware of that, so we're just going to toss all of our gear and get all new gear, which we should have done a while ago, and we can thanks to your generous donations. So thank you so much for sticking with us all these years and supporting the show and allowing us to make this upgrade. In the meantime, this week's episode is still very listenable. We had some help fixing the audio. Uh, it's mostly in the latter half of the show that there are problems with some pops and things. But again, we've fixed it to a point that I think it's worth listening or else I wouldn't have put it out. Um, but if it's going to annoy you, maybe you just take a pass on this week and check back in with us next week. In the meantime, here's this week's episode with guest April Richardson. Enjoy. Probably science. Welcome to Probably Science. I am Matt Kirshen. I am sat next to my good friend and also host of the show, Andy Wood. Hello there. We've got a returning guest. We do. We got Hi. A, it's it's the fantastic. I don't. I, we should have asked what credits you wanted. In, you've done fantastic. A great things. credits. A I'm things. very fantastic. It's the brilliant April Richardson. Yay! Is it my soul? My number one credit on this podcast is that of Andy's ex girlfriend. That's you have to keep bringing that. Up. <laughs> Why not? It makes me laugh. Also, when I got here, I was like, "Who dropped out?" Because you just knew I'd answer the phone. No, it, you're a you're a get as a guest. Oh, Come okay. On. You're, that's you're the host. What of, is this? Like the of, fourth time I've been on. I think it's the third. You did one with with Karen Kilgariff. Yeah. When I was out of town. I remember listening to that show and jealous of the fact that it was a good episode. <laughs> well, wait, I was on. I remember being on one early on. You did one of the very first episodes. Yeah, because you guys were just like, hey, we're going to start the thing. Will you do it? You we were hard up back then. Sure. And then, but I thought I did another solo you plugged one. That. I remember you plugged that on Chelsea. Yes, because like, that was back I when you had you a clip of her saying that. Because that was back when yeah. you had very few credits. Yes, <laughs> and you were like, yes. Everyone was like, "I'm gonna be in Des Moines this week," and, and you're I like, was like, "I'm I gonna be on it. Andy's podcast." Um, we but, should put the video of Chelsea mentioning. The yeah, podcast, I did that so. specifically so like you guys could have that. Yeah, I think we posted it at the time. Yeah, but I feel okay. So third, I guess third. I, why did I feel like I was on it solo twice, and then yeah, with Karen? It's possible. Maybe there's a listener who, now that the whole back catalog is available. Listeners, <laughs> and then we both did your <laughs> podcast. Yes. Totally. Yeah, we should mention that's still available. If you look up um, Go Bayside, that's April's Save by the Bell podcast. It's still the thing I get the most emails about. So maybe that should just be my credit forever and ever because it's like the one thing I've done that stands the test of time. But you're also the co-host of True TV's Almost Genius, which is True. doing very well. You and Chris uh, Fairbanks is Indeed. also hilarious. Yes. And... Um, yeah, well, I think we've already talked about your science background, so maybe we can. <laughs> uh, we should skip that for this episode. Oh, you know, what we should talk about that. I quick. don't have one in uh, any way. Did we talk about the Flash yet? Did that come up last week or not? Was that since the, last the week's flash? episode? I don't even know what you're talking about. So no is the answer. Uh, I had a delightful view out my office the last week of someone standing behind the trunk of a car in the rain putting on a flash costume oh i do know what you're talking about and i was like maybe that's who the name and that's of course posted it and people said oh your neighbor is whatever the alter ego of. right the real name of the flash and then before you got here april and i just saw the flash make another appearance in the backyard yeah Next just door. like walking around his backyard <laughs> dressed as the flash it's pretty remarkable so either the mystery celebrity neighbor is so rich that he can afford to have the flash on retainer which i think ah, is not right, unreasonable exactly. i think it's possible or, or he's so poor he has a dress of like the flash on hollywood boulevard <laughs> yeah. and they were very much mistaken when they said it's a celebrity holly 
Right. I'm going to go with the former because they also have, like, they've had as many bouncy, bouncy castles That's as true. flashes. Like and they, they have the, uh, that awesome, I was, kids who had that trampoline they have that has the wall, it's, I'm describing it on a podcast. It's the trampoline that has walls. The protective, it, yeah, the protective netting. That, oh, I was, I wanted that so badly when I was a kid. I was so jealous of that, and they have it. They must be rich. I'm just wondering if they're outside. If they're ever, ever going to hear us talking about them. Well, I'm talking about how jealous <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am of them. So you're welcome. Well, we were tell that it wasn't Johnny Depp, but here's what Johnny Depp did do this week. <laughs> so yes. we, were just, we were just talking about this before we started recording, and this is a science-ish story because it relates to the fact that Australia. Uh, Australia, which uh, we know we have a lot of Australian listeners, and they're very protective of their biodiversity and their biosecurity. I can't wait to hear how this ties into Johnny Depp. Well, I I don't know if you remember, but if uh, relatively recently Johnny Depp got into trouble... Got Johnny Depp and Amber Heard got into trouble for bringing their pet dog or two pet two, two pet dogs Yorkies, yeah. okay. to Australia on a private jet so it wasn't checked it wasn't sort of right registered okay and they got caught and that's very bad Australia Australia doesn't even let you bring fruit in like if you can't right. bring an, an apple across the border they you can't bring a living breathing yeah being. like when you go into Australia there are sniffer dogs like the ones in other airports that are for drugs or bombs but they're actually just looking for bananas sure uh, and, and yeah, they they got caught because they got it in just fine. And then when they were getting it groomed somewhere in Australia, the uh, the place Happy Dogs with a Z announced on their Facebook page they just bathed and trimmed Johnny Depp's undeclared Yorkies. So then, um, Agriculture Minister Barnaby Joyce Barnaby <laughs> threw a proper fit. Barnaby saying, Joyce, of course, who is also a Dickensian accountant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said it's time that Pistol and Boo buggered off back to the United States. He gave Depp and Heard 72 hours to leave the country with Pistol and Boo or face jail time and dog euthanasia. Whoa! He continued, if we start letting movie stars, even though they have been the sexiest man alive twice, to come into our nation with their pets, then why don't we just break the laws for everybody? That's pretty harsh that the dogs get the death penalty for this offense. So as part of the punishment, they had to make this uh, apology video that's also educating the public about um, Australian biodiversity. (laughs) Here's Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. On Australian it, it, it's biosecurity. Basically a, it's basically they're making a, a public information video. Right, right. Okay. Australia is a wonderful island with a treasure trove of unique plants, animals, and people. It has to be protected. Australia is free of many pests and diseases that are commonplace around the world. That is why Australia has to have such strong biosecurity laws. And Australians are just as unique, both warm. It looks like a hostage video. Disrespect Australian law, they will tell you firmly. I am truly sorry that Pistol and Boo were not declared. Protecting Australia is important. Declare everything when you enter Australia. Thanks. Oh. (laughs) Declare everything when you enter Australia. Okay, can we really get to the bottom of where the fuck that accent is from? That's not an accent that exists in nature anywhere. No one, that's not any country... You guys know Johnny Depp is from Kentucky, right? Yeah. It's kind of like, it's sort of, a, maybe it's an early, mid-20th century, uh, what are they, the transatlantic accent? That was the word for it? The thing that movie stars did in the 40s and 50s? I thought that was more like, hey, see, don't bring your dogs to Australia, see? Like, that's more what I think of when you say that, when actors, old-timey actors, that's or a- maybe people did talk like that. This, to me, sounds like he's trying to almost be some sort of 
vaguely European fr- where it's like right which is what the transatlantic accent was it was like a oh. sort of a cross between uh, something's doing an impression of the drunk Orson Welles also from yeah. oh, the French champagne I was just exactly thinking that noted for its excellence there is a California champagne yeah, that's, which is another thing if listeners if you haven't seen is a joy it's a okay. oh those are amazing it's a sure. very very end of career Orson yeah. Welles who's Probably drunk. His drunk rants. Yeah. Probably drunk. Who's probably drunk more of the champagne oh, oh, than yeah, he's promoted. Yeah. Uh, but he's a. Uh, well, the best thing about it is he doesn't. We. I'm sure we've talked about this before, but he doesn't seem to realize that the word French in this sentence is the adjective that qualifies champagne. So he he goes like, "Oh, the French champagne, champagne is no, like been... new sentence, new sentence. <laughs> oh, those French." Anyway, that video was amazing. It is filmed as if they had, like, as if ISIS was were behind they the be camera. Up today's yes, I mean they. Yeah, they could not have been less relaxed. We have been treated kindly by the Australians. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, but yeah, his accent. Oh my god, it's insane. Yeah, wow, that was great. That was great. So it that's what they did instead of having their dogs killed. Is they were like, we'll do this video if you let our dogs live. And they had to leave. Yeah, right. Are they allowed back, or are they like banned from the country? Uh, I don't think they're actually banned. Also, Dave Holmes wrote this write-up about it on Esquire, and he described Johnny Depp as... uh said, so Johnny Depp, who has convincingly played a child-murdering candy magnate in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, a uh, blade-fingered humanoid in Edward Scissorhands, and some sort of French hybrid of Snoopy's brother Spike, Keith Richards, and a pile of oily rags in his actual life. <laughs> Dude, Dave Holmes is my favorite writer. He's the best. I, he, honestly, I read every single thing that he posts on Twitter. If he's ever like, I wrote this thing, I read it immediately. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a genius. Second. Yeah, well, he's got a memoir coming out this summer, so we'll have him back I on. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Um, Matt, how's your week been? It's been all right. I'm settled back from Alaska now. You were already back last week. I was right? already back That's, last yeah. week, yeah. Uh, How so long I'm, were you in Alaska? Only for five days. That's awesome, though. But, you know, I did some... Uh, I went there to explore, but it turns out there was already, like, people there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I you made You went a, to discover something new and I made a horrible mistake. Okay. My, my, uh, my maps are very out of date. <laughs> I, I got them in an auction, and it turns out there is a more modern version. Right. Relatively well built up. So it wasn't just, like, here there be dragons? Uh, right. No, 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 no. It stuff. was, a. Uh, no, they had, like, Starbucks and stuff. It was... Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. It, was a, it was that was a mistake. Uh... <laughs> But still, no T-Mobile. Really? Oh, that's right. You got the worst, uh, the worst plan to go to Australia with. Alaska, you mean? No, you have the worst. Um, you have the worst cell phone plan if you're for one who's visiting. You said there's no T-Mobile in Alaska. Yeah, but then you, you said were... Australia because you were still looking yeah. at the article. <sighs> Australia, Alaska. You... Okay, God, what am I talking about? Yeah, yeah. And then you said that, and I thought you meant Alaska Airlines because that was on my. I, I well, ha- I've had fight. coffee in a let's full night's sleep. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, but I wanted to thank a listener who sent in the, the who tweeted the best thing we've ever gotten. I think the, showing how astute and uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say any words that have negative connotations because it's purely amazing that someone noticed this. And I'm looking for it in your and Matt's Twitter feed to get the exact wording of it. Do you remember where it is, Matt? Oh yeah. Oh, now I've realized what you were. Uh... So no. people who listen, so we record in the backyard, obviously, and you can hear things going on in the background. Right. And uh, I want to find the exact wording. Did somebody do one of those FBI things where they could figure out yes. by the birds chirping? Yes. Yes! I was fucking with you. I was doing a joke. And <laughs> no. like, oh, that's awesome. 
Yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. That's my favorite thing in TV and stuff where... Have you guys watched House of Cards season two yet? No, I mean season five. What are we on? Four? Season four? I haven't watched any. Oh, this is a uh, at Data Skeptic who said uh, after last week's episode, you have turtle doves roosting in your <gasps> yard. You can hear the parents change shifts at 105.49 and 108.16. That Keep is... cat away. Keep the cat away. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Not only identify the, the birds, but actually what they are up to. Right, so you guys can never kidnap anybody because you've already that's already been determined the wildlife that's in your surround like you can't if you ever tried to kidnap somebody and do a Johnny Depp style video oh yeah, yeah. it's already been determined what if, kind of animals you have here you'll be found in no time if listeners wanted to murder us we've given them plenty of, <laughs> uh, plenty yeah. of chances to if, find out exactly if they house. did there was yeah. even there was someone who act completely pinpointed this house a while back do we oh yeah I think someone we, found like the metadata of a picture or something that that was taken with a cell phone. So someone has fully geolocated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the me. kind of listeners we have. Very I think killable. that you've publicly posted about pool parties too. Like I think you've publicly public- posted pool parties. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have been like, here's my address internet for a pool party. So it's not that hard. I think those are always invite only Facebook events. Sad to say I shared that with my entire Twitter feed. Was I not supposed to do that? Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't know what that says best. about you. Cause only one extra person <laughs> yeah. showed up. I have one follower. I don't know if you're They're very devout. Well, here's one that I, apparently has been semi-debunked, but I want to talk about it any... Or, it, I don't know, I've heard ten varying different bits of information about this, but someone, uh, Justin of Earlwood on Twitter, sent us this Gorka story about the Dyson hand dryers, uh, the air blades. My favorite things? New study. Are no. they really? Do you hate them? I you love like them? them. I hate them. They're the worst. I, I, I don't them. like them anyway. Well, they're better uh, than the traditional blowers as far as you can at least get your hands dry without standing there for like 20 minutes. Yeah, but here's what I hate about them. I hate that... I hate that I couldn't just come up with a joke about traditional blowers, but right. let's move on. <laughs> I hate that it's impossible to put... Firstly, by the way, not an original thing. I saw a version of that years before Dyson came out with them uh, in Singapore. I mean, ages ago. Oh, I didn't even know that people were like, oh, this is a Dyson. I remember it being specific. someone else was like, this is the Dyson app. I did too. Um, because it was like, a, it was big news that that guy was going to step out of his comfort zone of vacuums. Yeah. I mean, that guy's constantly, no one on planet Earth is more focused than Mr. Dyson. He's on done vacuums. suction. He's done one direction yes. of air. Let's yes. see if he can do the other direction of air. I've mastered suction. Let's see if I can branch out. Yeah. I'm going to move air in ways that you can't even yes. imagine. Yes. That guy's whole life is like, how many different ways can I manipulate airflow? <laughs> yeah. Lord of air! Yes! That's him, King Dyson of the air. Um, is that his name? Is he like Frank Dyson? I assume. Probably, uh, his name is something Dyson. Yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, it might even be Frank, but I don't, hang on. <laughs> it can't be. It sounds right, doesn't it? I pulled that out of my ass. Like, that can't be real. Uh, but I am, like, I'm obsessed with that James. guy. It's James, James Dyson. James Dyson. I just, he's an inspiration to me in the way that it's like, this guy's like, I'm going to focus on this one thing, vacuums, and I'm going to- nobody was saying was lacking. Ne- exactly. Never. But it's yeah. like, he was like, I'm going to focus. I'm, this is my life's work. By I'm the way, perfect it. Update uh, on, on the world of Dyson, because I was about to agree with you on that, but that was not his first invention. No. What was it? And not only was that his, not his first invention, his first invention didn't even involve air, apart from the fact that everything in the world involves air. Right. Uh, his first invention- was wheelbarrows. What? Dyson wheelbarrows. Yeah. See, but listen, that is that guy's laser focus because he was like, I can improve on the wheel. You know what I'm saying? And he replaced it with a bull. Do you know those bull barrows? Oh, yeah. That was Dyson. 
Okay. Well, that's weird because don't his uh, vacuums also incorporate some kind of uh, wheels ball type pivot universal joint thing? Like some maybe- of them do. The one Lord I have Lord of Bulls. Yes. Lord of Bulls. That doesn't sound as good as Lord of <laughs> Air. But then maybe he just got, he was like, you know what? This, my heart's not in this. My heart is in vacuums. Hoovers, he probably says, since he's James Dyson of England. Yeah. So Wait, so Dyson also, uh, he stuck with the idea of a ball, which his brother had thought of, <laughs> inventing the trolley ball, a trolley that launches boats. He then designed the wheel boat, which could travel at speeds of 64 kilometers per hour on both land and water. Wow. And then turned his life to vacuums. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I interrupted. Air dryers. Uh, so... Well, here's what I don't like about those, the Dyson Airblade dryers. Okay. It's impossible to put your hands in there without touching the sides. It's, Disagree. It's like, it's like the, playing Operation. It's, it's like, it's exactly. It's like an Operation game, except instead of like a buzzer, you touch someone else's nasty, like... Yo, what do you guys everyone, have, giant meat paws? I can totally fit mine in there without... I can, I can fit them in. I'm not saying like my hands don't fit in there, like they get stuck like Augustus Gloop, but like my hands... <laughs> But they, they, but my hands wobble. You know, they want a bit jet of air, and you're not if you're not focusing, they touch the sides, and then you realize, well, a thousand other people have touched the sides, and a large number of them probably didn't wash their hands well using soap because most people don't wash their hands. Apparently, you meant to. Apparently, you meant to sing "Happy Birthday" twice while washing your hands for oh, an efficient God. hand washing. That's well, what, it's a like, good thing so that's just, royalty free now. It is that right? used to cost. All operating theaters around the country used to have to pay a fortune. To the they're right singing that while they're oh, to those two just sing it once when you wash your hands. You can't afford you to sing it twice. Yeah. So, so most people don't wash their hands properly. Some people probably don't even use soap. So they've got their germs all over the hands. Right. Then they touch the side of this dryer thing because they're equally yeah Augustus gloopy, and yeah. I do the same. And then I get so I've just washed my hands, and the very first thing I do after washing my hands is touch something that's unclean. That's mm-hmm. so unavoidable. If you were trying to get paper towels out, then you would do the same because you'd have to g- g- turn the crank that everybody's already turned. Yeah, you're it's gonna a touch something you in the bathroom. Just, yeah, yeah. It, it, people that go to the effort of taking the paper towel to touch the doorknob to then throw yeah, that yeah, away. Yeah. It's like, it's, well, then, then you're out in the world where you're going to start touching shit. So yes. like, when does your yes. shitful day start? Exactly. <laughs> a little bit later. I than, mean, yeah. unless you're somebody who's got plastic on the couch and all that, like you're, you're going to touch some shit. And also your phone is like the worst thing in the world, yes. right? So it, you, your well, phone is worse than like a toilet. <laughs> yeah. Or at least that's what they say. That could be one of those urban legends that isn't true. I haven't, I haven't looked that up. The no, I, I mean, I'm sure it's true. But it okay, depends so on the, the toilet, but I, most toilets, yeah. I think, toilets do get cleaned because, you know, oh, it's a disgusting toilet, I should clean it. Right. Whereas right. people don't clean their phones. Right, right. And I wipe my ass with mine. I would say Because I, I got like a toilet paper app. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I was tricked. I'll now be honest with you, I was tricked by it. you're me want to douse this in like hand sanitizer <laughs> or something. Um, so, so, so there's another downside okay. besides what we're talking about. Yeah, so a study in the Journal of Applied Microbiology reveals that these jet dryers also launch lots of viruses into the air over great distances and for great periods of time. So we already knew that air dryers sent bacteria into the air, but a new study confirms that viruses join the party too. You guys, that means Dyson just invented a virus slingshot. Yeah. This could be, yeah, Dyson is going to be responsible for the outbreak that ends the world. Right. They, they spread 20 times as many viruses as an old-fashioned warm air dryer and 190 times as many as paper towels. Uh so, right, so now I don't want to use that anymore. Yeah. It what w- about the one I ate at this restaurant the other day that had a Dyson sink where the sink, you know, it's a faucet, obviously. And then the edges, the two handles of the hot and cold uh, doubled as the air dryer. So you, how does th- 
You can look it up. It's called a Dyson sink. It said on the sign Madness. and it was like, so you turn on the water, you wash your hands. When you turn it off, you hold your hands under the two handles and they blow air on your hands. Oh, so you're sweet. you're washing and drying in the sink in the oh, same sink. It, it only costs two thousand dollars. I just saw it on. Oh, cool! You get it for your house. It only costs two thousand. But I'm just perfect. saying. I wonder. That seems like it's probably more sanitary because you're taking care of everything in the sink. I guess that would be true. I mean, I guess I don't really get why this is so much worse than other things. Is it just that anything that blows air out, it's still blowing all the shit off your hands? The and, shit and the particles. more powerfully it blows, the more more, more powerful shit the blow. shit particles go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the CDC recommends scrubbing yourself with soap and water for 20 seconds. Um, is that how long it takes to do the happy birthday song twice? I think probably if you're sort of muttering it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, probably not if you're doing it with a, all of the waiters. Maybe if you're not singing it like you're on American Idol. <laughs> like extra that's melisma. Like, yes, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't do, like, the uh, Steven Tyler. Like, <laughs> Just uh, to think we couldn't have legally done that just a I know, few it's months so ago. Liberating that Patty it's, and Mildred Hill would have gotten 10 cents from us. It is so liberating that that's public domain now. By the way, I'm thinking about getting... Okay, maybe I should back... I, I've already told you what the end of this is going to be. What would you think of uh, somebody who had a bidet in their, in their house? You're thinking would you judge... Of, no, my parents have one. Because they're super cheap. I, I keep judge seeing a person, Amazon ads... I would judge. Oh, so it's something you don't have you to just, get it installed in the place about, you're renting. Yourself, no. so, so hang on, are you talking about like a separate unit? Or are you talking about the ones that they now have that turn a regular toilet into one of those Japanese ones? It's just there are ones for thirty bucks, and there's one called Tushy that's trying to be like the the cool. They've been <laughs> the cool bidet inundating. Seriously, they're trying to be you know the same way that uh, squatty potty thing is trying to be like jokey about the fact that we're talking about shit, right? Uh, but those are like sixty bucks. Well, there's ones on Amazon that are thirty, and it's just a mechanical thing that that you just. All you have to do is take off your toilet seat and then uh, unscrew the water supply to your toilet. Put this thing on there. Put the water back into the top of it. It's all hand-screwed stuff. Right. It sits under the seat. It's not electrical. It's just mechanical. And I'm like, and why this, wouldn't I just get Is this the so, first or the second act of the sitcom that you're in today? <laughs> yeah. So how does Would you this, judge somebody? I mean, so it just shoots like it right into your BH. Shoots. Have you never used one? Have you never like, no. been to a country? where My parents uh, have one in their bathroom. They have a separate one, but I've never used it because I find it... Well, a separate like, one's like, a different deal. Like a separate yeah, one's... Uh, yeah. This is just an attachment that squirts some... Uh, squ- I guess the cheaper one is just cold water. You can get like cold and hot water ones and you got to like rig it up to but a it's this. I mean... You're, you still have to... I, doesn't wiping just take care of everything? But I think this would save... Uh, well, I mean... This is instead of wiping. If you really wiping. want to get into it, you know, it's, it is kind of gross that we... And the ads for Tushy say this. Like, if a bird pooped on you, would you just, like, wipe it off with a paper towel? Or would you go right. wash it off? Right. So you're supposed to do the squirt first and then wipe off the excess. And then just pat dry. Excess. Oh. Sure. Yeah. Because I guess with my thing, I'm like, how much force is this water coming at your bh with? you've never tried one I can't it's like you've power never... washing it off of your bh i mean what do we keep having <laughs> to say uh yeah essentially power washing yeah i mean i haven't used the, this version but they had them um uh, for some reason it was pretty common in nicaragua which is you know strange for a place that's you know yeah less less developed in most ways but um and i was like oh yeah this is pretty nice and i'm sure you end up saving the cost of that in a year on toilet paper or less than that right you know? so you short answer would you judge would you think that's really weird or would you be like yeah that's a that's a pretty futuristic cool thing i wouldn't ha- i would have n- no opinion nothing no but opinion. indifference 
It doesn't excite you, the fact that these are Excite! Cheap. And uh, I don't know. It definitely does not excite me. I'm going to get one. All right, I'll have it by next week, and I'll tell you guys how it, how it works out. And all, Well, the way that you described it anyway it would be a thing that no one would know unless you told them. You can see you'll sit down. It looks like you're sitting in like a, you know, a cockpit because you have these controls oh, next oh, to oh, you. Oh, okay, okay. So, all right, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Who cares? It's 30 or 60 bucks. Yeah. All right. And also, uh, listeners, let us know how you feel about Andy's. Yeah, I mean, basically, you're asking. Yeah. <laughs> Here's this is what Andy's saying. The ladies I entertain are they going to think I have a gross butthole if they come in and see this? No, or are they, they going to be more impressed by your butthole? Exactly. Is Will it, I get rimmed or if they I have th- this? Is what you're is saying? Is it a sign of an eccentric? Is it a sign of a really eccentric, weirdo? like an eccentric millionaire? Yeah. yeah. Why come in? Yeah. <laughs> Why gaze upon my clean butthole? <laughs> yeah, gaze upon my sparkling butthole and, we- and weep. Yes. Yeah. I mean, would, would look, you wish to eat a po- off of a plate or off of my butthole? Yeah, exactly. I'll give you a clue. One is a lot cleaner than the other. Exactly. That's I. I feel like it is. It's like you're worried about the ladies who spend the night if they're going to go, no, this weirdo it's... has a butthole cleaner. But I think they'll be into it. I mean. It's not about, it's in general, what does society think of a person who has. Who cares a lot about the health of their butthole? Does it seem like they're a- anally fixated if they have that? Basically, I guess is what, it, is what the real question is. I, like, here's, you want the honest answer. Yes. And I am trying to put myself in this position of like, if I'm a lady, it's not about it's not. It's a hundred percent. You care about what the gender, dudes who come to your house, which yeah, there are zero. More. Matt's here, and you're telling him about it. So yeah, it's a hundred percent about the ladies. And I'm trying to think. It's like if I if a guy picks me up, I go home with him, and he's got a bidet. I wouldn't think. I just would think. I would not judge. It would be mainly indifference. I, I, I'm weird though. I would go. Oh, he probably wants my face around that area. Okay, then that's a, that's a reason not to do it. Maybe yeah, if it really that's or a reason to do it. Yeah, you know the lady might be like, oh, it's extra clean. I can't wait to get up in there. Uh, this is not where I was going. With this. <laughs> that's hundred percent where you're going with it. No one, you, none of us believe that you're like. What if one of my male friends comes over and sees either my gender? Bidet? You either don't give gender. A shit. Okay, first, I'm not trying to get anyone's mouth near my butt. That's not the reason. That's just... number one reason to get up a day. Number one. It's not just because it'd be so much nicer, like life would be nicer. You don't think that's a more pleasant experience? Okay, so you're either telling us you want your somebody's face near your butt or your butt itches all the time now and no, you need it's to just, take care of it. It'd be, it'd be faster and cleaner and you'd save money eventually. And uh, I, I just can't see any downside. I'm just surprised right. that we're still, we haven't come farther in technology when it comes to bathroom stuff. I, just because we're all so childish about right. I yeah, I've I've seen someone that has one of the fancy ones, like the one, what the whole unit. Yes, yeah. that's like which has like the different pulse settings yeah. and then a dryer. You said you've you've used those. You said yeah, like in Japan or and something. And is it or, nice? Yeah. It was good. I, I have never used one. Yeah, the one in Nicaragua made me realize like, oh yeah, we should just this should be commonplace. Why right. is this not? Well, now you're just making me want to try one. When you get it, call me. I want to come try All it. All right, bidet party at my place next week. Yeah, week. <laughs> let's clean our buttholes we together. Sure, we'll just have every, whatever guests we have from now on, make sure they just get a lot of coffee before coming over. Yeah, it's like, hey guys, no save one, your dumps. Don't, yeah, don't clean, don't clean your butt before you come <laughs> over. Save those dumps. Like, it'll be like having a meal before you join me at a restaurant. It'll be weird. Drop those hot links at my house. <laughs> hot links. <laughs> um, so this story, the way they tested it, the way they examined the spread of the viruses, they use, um, apparently uh, researchers often use a virus called MS2, which only infects bacteria, but is a model for the spread of non-enveloped human viruses, such as the norovirus. Uh, so what they do is they cover different surfaces in test bacteria, and then they run the test for a while, and MS2 lands on things, 
and it kills the bacteria, and then they can see from where the bacteria died where other bacteria would be spread in real life. And it turns out not only does the jet dryer spread virus uh, viruses more than any other dryers, but it's particularly effective at spreading them at the height of the face of a child. Oh, perfect, perfect, no! yes. That's kind of hilarious. Come on, guys. Yep. That's like a little bit of a Willy, speaking of Augustus, that's a little Willy Wonka-ish <laughs> to me. Just blowing some virus pixie Just dust that, you know, in the face yeah, of the Yeah, the kids going to try to clean the chocolate off their hands, <laughs> and they get repaid. I kind of like it. Thanks, Dyson. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Can we blame Obama for this? Your favorite thing to say. It is the best. Thanks, Obama. All right. What, so- what do you think people will be saying once Kasich wins? Ah! <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, still- I was trying to think of something else to say about the Dyson things because I'm still on Team Dyson. <laughs> Dyson but- for life. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, if if it's going to come down to that being the end of of human civilization it's going to happen one way or another anyway like who cares if he's speeding it up a little bit yeah who cares blow the shit into kids faces yeah yeah it's too early bola i wasn't going to do this story and we teased it last week i but we i think it's kind of a nice story and it does it's along a similar line but this has more of an archaeological bend okay but given that this has already been a relatively fecal heavy episode it's been a little bit poopy um does that always happen when i'm on do other people talk about poop other people have. First of all, I've never heard you say that word. You've only like I know, cackled when anybody's used you that specifically. Word. That is what can I say that when we first started dating, you always said that. Like you always said poop, and I was like, you mean shit? Like you're a grown man. He, I just laughed every single time Andy said poop because it's like something a five year old says. The more you say it, the funnier. Yeah, I know. Right. That's a ridiculous and you used word. to get like mad at me for like you're like, what else am I supposed to say? And I'm like, say shit like a man. <laughs> My dad used to window say, into our failed relationship. My dad loved uh, BM, was his go-to BM. when we were kids. I don't know what my parents say. I mean, my parents never talk. My mom's too proper to ever. My mom wouldn't admit to ever shitting as a person, right, right. as an action. So, uh, Are we losing listeners or gaining listeners with all this Losing, talk? and it's my fault. No, no, no. Sorry. I think no we're probably idea. keeping the same amounts of listeners, but it's a changing demographic. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Scientists may be closer to revealing the route taken by Hannibal as he crossed the Alps to attack ancient Rome. Uh, using poop. How? Mm. A team says they found a churned-up layer of soil at an alpine pass near the French-Italian border that dates to the time of Hannibal's invasion. In Archaeometry Journal, they say the disturbed sediment was rich in microbes that are common in horse manure. Hannibal's 3rd century BC campaign is seen as one of the greatest military endeavors in antiquity. He was commander-in-chief of the Carthaginian army during its second war with Rome, which was from 218 to 201 BC. Carthage was located in present-day Tunisia and was Rome's main military rival at the time. In an audacious maneuver, as I'm sure we all know, Hannibal led about 30,000 troops, 15,000 horses, and 37 elephants. I don't know, it was only 37 elephants, but that's probably enough, I think, for anyone who hasn't seen one elephant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you just got, like, like one elephant would be enough. Probably the other 36 were just insurance. Yeah. I don't know how many elephants it's going to take to get across, but let's have an elephant surplus. Just in case, yeah. So they led them across the Alps to challenge Roman power on home soil. It was very nearly a masterstroke. In a series of battles, the Carthaginians brought the Roman military to its knees, but Hannibal was ultimately defeated at the Battle of Zama in 202 BC. So various uh, historians, statesmen, and academics have argued for many years about the route Hannibal took across the Alps, and firm archaeological evidence has been difficult to find until an international team 
that has now argued that the military commander led his troops across the Col de Traverset mountain pass at an altitude of 3,000 meters. The results may not yet be a smoking gun, but researchers are hopeful of finding other evidence for the deposit, such as tapeworm eggs from horses or even elephants. How do they know that that particular dump was from his horses? Well, I think just any movement... So they found this churned-up mass of sediment in a one-meter-thick mire at the, at the area that could be directly dated to the time of the invasion. So they've got it at the same date. And Dr. Chris Allen from Queen's University Belfast said the layer had been produced by the constant movement of thousands of animals and humans. Over 70% of the microbes in horse manure are from a group known as Clostridia that are very stable in soil surviving for thousands of years. Mm. We found statistically or scientifically significant evidence of these same bugs in a genetic microbial signature precisely dating to the time of the Punic invasion. So this what a bummer of a job, man. That guy in that lab who's like, oh, I, I test thousand-year-old <laughs> shit. That's... That's what I do here in this yeah. lab. Yep, that's as old as I thought it was. Yeah. Hey, hey, Bob, we, can you tell us how old this turd is? Yep, All that's right, my yeah, job. this is about two to three hours, and stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I will thank you to stop. Get it off my desk. It's still steaming. Yeah. I can see it's not, it's clearly this is not part of. It smells of McDonald's, yeah. I know. And only one person in this office eats McDonald's, so I know, don't even look away. Don't even look away. Ah! Seriously, that would be the worst job. <laughs> uh, the crossing point was first proposed over a half century ago by the British biologist Sir Gavin de Beer, but it has not been widely accepted by the academic community. It is so pretty... it's junk science? Turd testing? No, no, no. The, the, route, the route was, uh, the route oh. was disputed. Oh, okay, okay. And there might be evidence that, 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 that it is, in fact, the way that uh, Hannibal... De Beer may be correct. And his boys went, um, do you guys know much about the story? I feel like I talked about this, but it's probably a couple years ago now. Uh, there's a great podcast just called The History of Rome. It's, I think, 800 episodes long. <laughs> it's insane. And it covers the entire 800-year history. Um, and I, I stopped a third of the way through, but I still got through, you know, it was probably 100 hours of listening or something. Right. And the stuff Hannibal did was so fucking brilliant. Like, yeah, the fact that he came around top, they were expecting, because Carthage isn't that far, but by sea to Rome. Instead, he went all the way up through Spain, then down through the Alps. Um, but also stuff he would do, like he would he would demolish entire villages, entire towns as he came through, but leave like one rich person's estate up on a hill completely intact, so all the locals would think that person was in cahoots with Carthage, with uh, yeah, with Carthage, and like turn on each other. Right. He's fucking brilliant. Like all this stuff. Like, like if you just look up the history of of Hannibal, he had all these just like oh shit, what a fucking smart trick. Right, and, and to stuff. also think, if it weren't for him, like we wouldn't have known Bill Cosby was a racist, <laughs> rapist. Uh, I said racist. <laughs> He's probably that too. That is crazy. That that's all it took was Hannibal saying it when everyone knew it. it were like jokes on Thirty Rock about it years right. before, and suddenly and just him saying it on stage, and everybody's like, "Hey, let's listen to this guy." Yeah, yeah. it's like, well, I thought we all knew that. Yeah, Cosby's a rapist, and no, no one's doing anything about it, and suddenly it's back. Yeah, I to me, I didn't know it until I knew he was creepy. Like I'd heard like he yeah, was, like, same. I'd heard stories of like. Yeah, he's a bit he's kind a bit, of like he's a bit handsy, and you yeah. don't want to leave a makeup artist in a room with him alone because he's he'll be a bit of a creepy old lech. Same. Yeah, but I didn't like. I didn't know the severity of it. <laughs> Me too. I just yeah, heard yeah. tales of him being like a dick. Uh, right. Somebody who worked at some comedy thing, I remember once told me that he came in and like asked her. It was something like, where are the bitches at or something? Or like, request, like get me some bitches backstage where we were like, oh, gross. Like Bill Cosby says bitches. But that was the extent that I knew about it. Of yeah. course. Yeah. I had not heard like, oh, no, he's a full on rapist. 
Yeah. And Hannibal's bit, like, his point was great in the joke where he was like, maybe you shouldn't be the guy who's complaining about how the youth. Curse word, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you wear your pants too low. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should stop raping people before you call yeah, yeah. black youth for. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the same. Anybody who does, anybody who's vocally, it's like Republicans, you know, anybody who's vocally like. Right, right. This should be against the law is like fucking dudes in bathroom stalls. Yep. Have you guys seen the God's Not Dead 2 trailer yet? No. In the SNL parody of it. I, I only found out what that is because my mom saw it. My I mom saw the first one. Texted me and was like, well, my mom's like, it's so great. You could see. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And then I had to look it up and I was like, oh, mom. Yeah. yeah, it's it's insane. And like the spoiler alert, the professor who's arguing against God's existence gets killed at the end of the movie. Like, that's what they do to the guy who. who Are they saying doesn't... that like God punished him? Hi, by... What is this thing? It's God, a Christian God's not movie. Dead? You yeah. heard of that? No, no, I haven't heard There's of it. There's a sequel with Melissa Joan Hart where she plays... Which, that was the... When I looked it up, I was like, I didn't know she was... I didn't a, either. A, like an out... Yeah, An yeah. out vocal Christian. The first one is Kevin Sorbo is this professor, this atheist professor who has a student who thinks there is a God, and then uh, he challenges him to, like, a God-off, and, like, by the end of the god semester, off! they have to have a debate, and whoever wins... One of them has to prove there's a God? Right, yeah, which is... I'm, a, I'm not an atheist, by the way. I want to make it clear that I'm not clowning on that part. I just... You can clown in this movie all you yes, want without yes, any yes, re- yes. religious affiliation. Is it, like, is it like an, a feature-length version of the of a Facebook meme, basically? Like that's it, it that was, completely that's apocryphal story yeah. of like the the professor yeah. who says to the guy in the class, uh, yeah, uh, like challenges a marine in his class, and the marine punches. I can't. It's exactly that. Yeah. There was a story, and maybe the, the fake version that, that was going around was even like the student was uh, Albert Einstein. Maybe I don't even know if that's what the. How could there be a sequel to this? Uh, in this one, a teacher of just like a high school class uh, makes the mistake of quoting scripture and then somehow ends up in the Supreme Court trying to argue whether there's a God of or not. Of course! <laughs> which, which way does the Supreme Court land on this important issue? Yeah, yeah it's, it's That's, awesome. Don't you love that jump to... Oh, that jump of like... There's definitely... I don't want to dog on my parents too much, but there's just times where my mom will be panicked because she just watches fox news all day right. long every day and my parents are religious and that's totally fine but she'll she does get fired up that imaginary thing of like if, if things keep going the way they are if i even have a bible in my hand in public i'm gonna get arrested like nope mom that's it's never, never ever gonna ever gonna happen ever so yeah the idea that that movie hinges on uh, he said a bible verse in a class and now the supreme court's gonna give him the death penalty nope that's never happening You've ever been arrested for public christianity yes, exactly my mom thinks we're heading to that happening and i'm right. like never in a million years yeah yeah, yeah. there's no war Which, on christmas but just yesterday um i was talking to aaron i was hanging on my ex who's a jewish fellow whose uh brother is super ultra orthodox and because i had re- recently read an article where somebody wants i didn't know any of this happened i didn't ultra orthodox jewish men on airplanes can't sit next to women Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. like a thing where they're delaying flights by hours and hours because yeah. they're just refusing to sit next to women. Because I was asking Aaron about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, my brother can't do that. He it would be one of those dudes. And I'm and like, it's, um, how is that And by okay? the way, it's not from anything in the Torah. Like, it's entirely... Well, of course, it, it, what, in the Torah, it's like, when airplanes are invented, don't sit <laughs> but, next to women on them. But like even like, they're, they're like the men and women sitting together. Right. Because the... Oh, no, Aaron it, it, told me his brother's not allowed to be in the same room as a woman alone. That's not his wife. Right. Ever. In any room, in any space. Yeah, so a woman just won. Uh, I think it was at, like, the Israel's 
Israel Supreme Court or, or some high court in Israel. Mm-hmm. They just sort of managed to a charity that campaigns for for sort of secular freedom, whatever. She was like there. They they found who basically the perfect person to test this case because this was a woman who was forced who was asked to move seats, and she was like an eighty year old woman who is an Orthodox Jew and a Holocaust survivor. So they well, just found like right. Like, like they couldn't find like the more perfect like. Oh, so you think you're a better Jew than this person? Like, yeah, you think yeah, you're yeah, more of course, a- yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, and sh- and she was like, that lady's like the Michael Jordan of Jews. I'm yeah. saying, <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. Including, she even had like a disappointing baseball career. <laughs> <laughs> I made memes and- of her crying, of her crying face. You guys, <laughs> oh, Michael Jordan crying. Um. No, I think that's it. Yeah, why can't they just be like every other Orthodox Jew on planes and just wrap themselves up in a plastic bag? I get It's just in America today, when I was reading the article, I was just thinking, because they were just talking about how people, the airplanes, planes had been delayed by hours and hours because they were trying to negotiate with these people. And I was like, dude, isn't it so funny what we, if those men were Muslim, if they were Muslim and they were trying to do anything like, like, I'm just going to stand here, like, they would get arrested yeah. or they would just turn yeah. the plane around well, the or problem it would be, in this like, case, the hugest deal. The trouble in this case is it, it's more... Because of bigoted America. Well, no, it, it was an LL flight, which is the Israeli National Airline, and it's more... Oh, well, a, I was reading a bunch of examples where it was happening on tons of flights. Yeah, like, but it's, all flight, it's generally flights between New York and Jerusalem is where right. it's happening most, right. uh, or New York and uh, Tel Aviv, rather. But it's, um... Uh, yeah, it... It's uh, it's it's LL not wanting to lose the orthodox custom because what's what they're worried about happening is the same way the Christian right does in America, right, where if they perceive say, some slight, then suddenly yes. all of the mega churches across America will go like, "We're not eating a Pizza yes, Hut anymore," course, and course. then Pizza Hut sees their profits drop, and LL's in a similar position that they're suddenly they're shit scared that if they go, "No, fucking stop being an idiot," and there's nothing in the Torah that even says this. Yeah. And the only reason why they want to move is because there is something that says they need to control themselves and they're worried that they can't control themselves if they sat next to a woman. Right. So they're worried that they can't control themselves sat next to an 80-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. Right, right, right. Uh, I, yeah, I found that fascinating. I just didn't know that was a thing. And then when I was talking to Aaron, he's like, oh, yeah, that's totally a thing. And telling me about his brother and all this. And I was like, wow, I can't. You can't be in the same room as a woman who's not your yeah. wife. Yeah, this is sort of so similar to the the pizza boycott in the Bible Belt that you know that story, the sort of gay marriage. Oh right, where yes, of course, I remember Dave Holmes. Speaking of him again, like we were on some show together when that happened, and him, oh my god, I was crying laughing because he just went off about because wasn't it they were like we don't want to have to cater gay weddings, and he's like, ah oh, yes, <laughs> all of the weddings where pizza is served, <laughs> yeah, pizza weddings, yeah. I don't know. I can see a few gay weddings doing that if it would turn out to be ironic. Yeah, well, sure, but... Can gay 14-year-olds get married? Because yeah, maybe, that, maybe that's the Chuck E. Cheese. Exactly. Uh, the, yeah. the way the world's going right now. Yeah. You just mark yeah. my words. You mark my words. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, st- where did we go off from? I don't even know what the last story was. So was it about dung? Everything's been pooped it today. Must, it must have been pooping Jews. <laughs> Uh, but we got we got an email. Um, by the way, you can email probably science at gmail.com to send in story suggestions. We always appreciate when people do that. Uh, There's an interesting story someone sent about an implant that let a paralyzed man play guitar. Just pretty crazy. I wonder if wait, 
Huh? How? Yes. Okay, so in a world first, a quadriplegic man can once again move his fingers after a chip was implanted in his brain. Ian Burkhart from Ohio in the U.S. can even... Obviously, I'm reading it as if I don't... Ohio in the U.S. Uh, can even move individual figures, fingers to play a guitar-based computer game. Uh, the chip reads brain signals which are interpreted by a computer. It then precisely stimulates his muscles with electricity to restore movement. The researchers hope the technology will eventually help millions of people with paralysis, stroke, or brain damage. I Did you ever see The Long Blondes with me? The Long Blondes. Mm, I don't it might think have so. been after we broke up. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You told me the keyboardist has a has a No, the guitarist. Oh, okay. Yeah, my friend Dorian, they're maybe my favorite band of the past 10 years. They put out two perfect albums, and then my friend Dorian, who was the guitarist and the song, he wrote all the songs, yeah, on tour in a hotel room, he woke up and couldn't move. He just couldn't move and was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then, you know, after he like rolled out of his bed, was able to call somebody, whatever. And then it ended up he had a stroke. Oh, God. And he was only at the time, I think, I don't even know if he's 30 yet. So he was in his 20s. But then he couldn't move his whole left side. He couldn't play guitar anymore. They had to break up the band because he just had a stroke, couldn't move his left oh, side anymore. God. And just was like, I-, I can't do this band anymore. Oh, my God. And they broke up. And he's been gradually now he started a new band, but he's playing keyboard. So he, because it requires like less, he's okay. been in physical therapy and is gaining movement slowly, Yeah, but he's still not, he still doesn't have the dexterity in his playing hand to like do it. Right, right. So he's doing more of a keyboard based thing, but I just, it broke my heart. It's heartbreaking when that happens to anybody, but for him in particular, he was such, he's such a good songwriter and yeah. such a good guitar player that to have his entire livelihood his robbed from him. Is his, is, his, is his speech slurred at all or is his voice intact? Can he still sing? Or? Oh, he didn't sing. Oh, he just wrote songs but didn't yeah, sing. Yeah, okay. um, but he, no, he, I just saw him when I was in England last month. Like he, we had lunch and he can talk and everything and he can still, I mean, he still had to like help his own, he can move. When it happened, he couldn't move at all, at uh-huh. all. And so he can now move his arm, but it still is, it's not 100% yet. Well, this wouldn't even really, I mean, it says guitar, but it's really guitar hero. But still, oh, it's impressive oh. that you're still able to get that sure, kind sure, of sure. Yeah. control. So, um, yeah, Ian Burkhart was seriously injured in a diving accident six years ago. And the damage to his spinal cord left messages from his brain unable to reach the rest of his body, which is how paralysis works. Um but now he's celebrating the big shock of being able to move his hand again after this procedure at Ohio State University. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, so a sensor is implanted inside his brain to read the activity of hundreds of neurons in his motor cortex. It then took hours of practice to teach a sophisticated computer program how to understand the myriad signals in his brain. And he also wore a stimulating sleeve with 130 electrodes primed to stimulate and contract different muscles in his right arm. I just like the sound of a stimulating sleep. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Put it you... on your dick. So if you went back to someone's house and they had a stimulating sleep. I'd be, I'd be like, get it on. Let's see what this can do. There's and then I'd room. go, what? You have a bidet? That's weird. What, what about the stimulating <laughs> sleep? Uh, so the results published in the journal Nature showed he can grasp and move large objects, pour the contents of a glass, and even swipe a credit card. And um, it took a long time, though. He said he described the early sessions as being like seven-hour exams that left him completely mentally fatigued and exhausted. Yeah, what a bummer that he just learned how to swipe a credit card, though, when we're going back to inserting the chip. Oh, now you're going to have to... Oh, he's going to have to learn a whole new skill. I hate those. Cause I I'm, hate I'm always take so them out. Much. I take them out too early. Or it's like, yes. is it done yet? Is it done? Like, okay. Well, also, it, and I feel, it feels like, like regressing. Yeah. Swiping is way more futuristic feeling than shoving it in a thing. And I'm sure the security is better. But I don't understand. Because uh, in Britain and most of well, Europe, they've had chips. Yeah. But, it, but yeah. it's with a pin yeah. as well. So that's yeah. how it works. You And in fact, if you're in a restaurant, they bring the console over. Yeah. 
you put the card in, you type in your pin, and then it does it all, and, then, and so everything happens in front of you. Yeah. I thought that was weird from Jump, though, and I thought, okay, this is at least just a European thing, and now that we got it over here, I'm like, not on board. I want to swipe. But you're saying at least if the version exists where it comes out to you and the card never leaves your, your possession, then there's... A, there's Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does seem silly that we have to do this ridiculous back and forth at restaurants where they make two trips just to... Right. Yeah. Anyway, so paralysis, yes. So um, to do this, uh, uh, Ian said, you really have to break down each part of that motion and think about it in a more concentrated way. And obviously for the first 19 years of his life, it was something he took for granted. Um, but with practice, he's learning new movements more quickly. And um, the study marks a significant moment in the field of using computers to bypass spinal cord injuries. I guess in 2012, a woman used her thoughts to control a robotic arm, but now patients can control... Uh, their own body again, as opposed to just some external thing. That's so, kind of rad. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is like a feasible thing to have on in, in regular life. It seems like it's still pretty I'm limited. I'm not trying but... to belittle that guy in any way, but I do love the idea of somebody, he, like this horrific thing happens, you're paralyzed, you're like, oh, Doc, all I want is to play Guitar Hero guitar one Hero's more time. Pretty great. It's a pretty great <laughs> but You know what I mean? <laughs> don't you want to like hold your baby or go, no, 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 just what is, invent something so I can play Guitar Hero, I just so I can do... shred as the Beatles in yeah. Guitar Hero I one more time. I just want to do Enter Sandman on Expert yeah. one more yeah. time before I <laughs> That's die. That's all I need. <laughs> Make it happen, Doc. Yeah. All right, I can only do it on intermediate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you get the doctor back? Because yeah, I can only... Yeah. Doc, I said shred. I don't know if you heard me. Shredding. That means the best level or whatever. The highest level. <laughs> hey, we'll post a link to that story, like all of our stories, on probablyscience.com, which is also, if you're to look along the tabs at the top, where our donation button is. And my, have some people taken advantage of that donation button this week. We've had... um. We had our monthly recurring donations coming in from Lindsay Eisenman, uh, Carolyn Lace, uh, Justin Broad as well, always generous from Justin, who's also sent in a load of stories, uh, Peter Long and Paul Freeland, and then a very generous one-off donation from Martin Townsend. So thank you very much, all of you, for donating. That helps us keep the show going. And also people who are shopping on Amazon can help us out by clicking on the Amazon link or setting it as your bookmarks. You don't have to remember and shopping through Amazon as normal, we get a little extra kickback. It costs you no extra. It really helps us out. Yeah, you were going to buy that bidet anyway, and now we'll just get yeah. a little kickback. Are you so. sponsored by bidets? <laughs> Actually, we should see if we can get... Tush- yes. Tushy is the name of the Tushy. one that keeps You've showing up in my ads. They I think also, I clicked on the link once, so now they're like, oh, we got him, and now every ad I see is them. You and know it's what I mean? show- oh, okay. I was like, is it showing up in your ads because you just search for butt stuff all the time? It showed up once, then I clicked on it. The same way like I was looking up running shoes, and now I'm seeing these. I'm like, yeah, guess what? I bought running shoes that day. Stop. Sh- you know, right. the, all the Google and Amazon so stuff like, is. Right. Google now knows that you have an intensely sweaty butt. Exactly. Like, all this guy does is like it's run and. and yeah. like- <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. They're totally like, yeah, that, that c- cave needs power washing after all the sweat. The other thing Facebook seems to think I really need is uh, social anxiety help. Like, that's an ad that keeps showing up in my feed. That's pretty Un- spot on. That's just unfair. It's like, stop telling me. Are you just mad because they know you so well? I guess they know I'm on Facebook, so I should be out in the world or something, but that's right. true of everyone on They're Facebook. Run- they know you're r- running away from your butthole problems, and that gives you anxiety. <sighs> you see right through me. <laughs> you see right through that clean butthole. <laughs> I this see. Re- you most... see deep into my brown eye. Oh God! <laughs> this is our most juvenile episode. It's my fault <laughs> no, entirely. It's I, brought, I brought it up. It's I... my fault entirely. I'll take full responsibility. I took it to the washroom. 
Um, do you want, should we do another archaeology story? Sure. Because I quite like this one that just came through today. D dinosaurs were in decline 50 million years before the asteroid strike. Oh. So dinosaurs were already in decline 50 million years before the asteroid strike that finally wiped them out, the study suggests. The new assessment adds further fuel to a debate on how dinosaurs were doing when a 10-kilometer-wide space rock slammed into Earth 66 million years ago. A team suggests the creatures were in long-term decline because they could not cope with the ways the Earth which was changing. I do love this is the... such a big metaphor for a story. Uh, so yeah, guess... but I no, I just love the way it was like. How how were they doing though? How were they really doing? Well, like the, the world was changing, man. Yeah, and the, uh, dinosaurs just what weren't. Was... They couldn't yeah. cope. They just couldn't cope. Dinosaurs. <laughs> I just love that picture. How, but how are you guys really doing though? <laughs> yeah, the study appears in the PNAS Journal. Uh, researchers analyzed the fossil remains of dinosaurs from the point they emerged 231 millions years ago up to the point they went extinct. And to begin with, new species evolved at an explosive rate. But things started to slow around 160 million years ago, leading to a decline in the number of species, which commences at about 120 million years ago. I don't uh, know if that's actually going to cancel out the plane noise or just sound yeah, like Yeah, do you guys just leave all that in, just as it's atmosphere? It's not going to show up that much in the mix, probably. Oh, okay. I don't know if, if any of our listeners wants to tell us which plane exactly right. yeah. they model. What if somebody what, does email, uh, that was a 747 flying to Cincinnati yeah, on a... That was like the they 330 know, out of yeah. Yeah. I'd say about two-thirds full, judging <laughs> by... <laughs> somebody probably can do that. There's probably somebody oh, yeah, in the FBI. Train, train spotting for yeah, planes. Yeah. There's yeah. probably planes. We have, yeah, we have a... Well, we, we did also get another message um, around the same time a few days ago, because we were talking about memory, and we have a message. I'll see if I can find it. I wouldn't need to do this if I had the same memory as Matthias... Ah! Uh, who's one of our listeners who has, who remembers everything. Uh, oh, yeah, he said he has that thing that... Uh, oh, Mary, Mary Lou Henner. Henner. Yeah. yeah. And he said it's... Uh, Is that he, a blessing or a curse, do you curse. think? Well, he curse. says... Yeah, he says it's... it's it's it isn't fun. It's like being Doctor Manhattan, the sequence on Mars, where he's both on Mars and experiencing his past via like three different memories. You know those Watchmen references, April, that you love yes, so much. Sure, dude. I think it would be. I think I'd like it. Well, something he also says it's really annoying having repeat conversations with people. Uh, like, yeah, we've talked about this four months ago, and right. it isn't fun relieving breakups in perfect detail. Oh, uh, okay, never mind. I don't want it. Because then I'd have to relive what Andy did. Oh, God. <laughs> of course oh, I was going to say that. Of course I was. Right, Andy. Right. You, of course. No, you guys have ragged on me enough for the bidet. I think it's, it's <laughs> unfair. That's, How uh, could I not make that joke? You're not upset. Yeah. It's fine. So, yeah, the dinosaurs are in decline. Uh, yeah, dinosaurs. All right. So, um, Dr. Manobu Sakamoto, a paleontologist from the University of Reading. Didn't mm. see Reading coming up as that last ah, word in that. Ah, racist. Yep. Uh, <laughs> In England? <laughs> a foreign? <laughs> Why? Why? Just another way the world's moving on without me. <laughs> the dinosaurs keep going the way they are. <laughs> dinosaurs would not feel okay about this. Yeah. But he, he said, uh, Dr. Minerva says, we were not expecting this result. Uh, even though they were wiped out ultimately by the impact of the asteroid, they were already on their way out around 50 million years before it hit. Uh, Dr. Sakamoto's analysis shows that the long-necked giant sauropod dinosaurs were declining the fastest, whereas theropods, the group of dinosaurs that included the iconic T-Rex, were in a more gradual decline. Uh, Co-author Chris Venditti, an evolutionary biologist from the University of Reading, told the BBC, The current widespread view is that dinosaurs were reigning strong right up to the impact that hit Earth, 
and it's the impact that drove their final extinction. While that's certainly true, what we found was that they were on the decline long before that. Uh, Dr. Venditti believes that the dinosaurs' 50 million year decline rendered them even more susceptible to the environmental catastrophe that followed the asteroid impact. If they were raining strong, perhaps they were fed much better than they did. Uh, a study a few years ago uh, in also indicated that some species were in decline, but only the for the last few million years before the asteroid impact. The new research suggests the problem began tens of million years earlier and affected a wider range of species. Uh, so why were the dinosaurs in decline? No one knows, but one possibility is an inability to cope with the way the environment was changing. Conditions 230 million years ago was, were perfect for the dinosaurs when they first emerged, warm and lush from pole to equator. But as the climate cooled and sea levels shifted, the dinosaurs may have been subjected to new evolutionary pre pressures. Dinosaurs and mammals evolved around the same time, but the former dominated the land surface for more than 100 million years. The asteroid impact is commonly thought to have paved the way for mammals to take over, but a new study suggest, the new study suggests that the mammalian supremacy might have occurred eventually without a space impact. Co-author Mike Brenton said, World climates were getting cooler all the time. Dinosaurs rely on warm climates, and mammals are better adapted to the cold. So there might have been a switchover in any case. This, here's what worries me about this story. Right. With global warming going as it is, mm -hmm. are the so dinosaurs going to come back? Are we creating a perfect yes. environment yes. for the last... For the return of the dinosaurs. Is That's the, how it works, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is the era of the mammal? Isn't it history is circular or whatever? Yeah. Like they're coming back. Yeah, I had, my, I had my thermostat turned up a little bit too uh, too high a couple of days ago, and I came into my room and they're like just little. They were small, but you could right. see yeah, them. Little, dinosaurs, little dinosaurs, couple yeah, little yeah, dinosaurs, yeah. like ah, like silverfish. <laughs> just come on, guys, what are you doing here? Hanging out in your bathroom. Yeah. Well, there was another dinosaur story. This being a very biology heavy episode, but that ain't bad thing, right? But uh, oh, yeah. anything else steered away from. It's from poop. Yeah. I wanted you to say it. Poop. Poop. I mean, yes, that is like a word. It's a funny word. It's a funny five year old say. Yeah, that's true. There's no good word for it, really. I mean, we haven't figured out an adult way to say it. It's, uh, you can't say feces. That's I just say word. shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I support it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's crass, but it gets the job done. Crap. Uh, speaking of crass, crap. Crap is, is pretty good. Crap is Benign. okay. Dump. Dump, Dump is. Yeah. I like dump. You like slam. I, I like slam. I, like I say slam all, all the time. That's the verb. I don't think that's a... Fairbanks makes fun of me every day at work. <laughs> because we, I mean, you know, we tape all day long. So after lunch, like an hour after lunch, everyone is like on the fart train. <laughs> and I'm like, it's about to be slam time. And everyone can't handle it. Yeah, because most people just go do it. And then they... Uh, <laughs> I feel like it needs to be discussed. It needs to be talked about. Yeah. It needs to... You need to take some of the pressure off. Right. <laughs> there is one well, day... also, you're leading the way as the... As the star of the show, so you like the you star. You're exactly. giving permission to the rest exactly. of the crew. I'm like, I kind of do feel that way because it is the sort of thing where we know we're all holding farts in. Yeah. Like, so I feel like I'm gonna go. No, everyone no. in this room has to fart. Get it done. It's like it's no like judgment. A, the first person to yawn. It's like a contagious yes, yawn. You're it's helping like, release. I know their, what we're yeah, all yeah. thinking. There was one day. This isn't going to play out a podcast because it's visual, I guess. But like you know, we do fair. We're standing in front of a green screen. That's all we're doing is standing in front of this green sheet. But behind it, there's like all the props or whatever. This is not going to. I don't no, know no, why no. I'm telling this. But one day after lunch, like we're just standing there, and Chris is like, "Hold on, let me go find this prop." And goes behind the curtain and is like making all this noise that he's like going through the boxes of props. And then he's like, "Oh, I found it!" And then farted louder than I've ever heard anyone fart. And I never stopped laughing the rest of the day. It was awesome. He was like, "I got the prop I needed," and then it just went on for like a full minute, and it was beautiful, and everyone laughed. 
And then he took care of his biz behind the curtain where behind the, the smell curtain. stayed. Yeah, yeah. So it was like... Just him and the prop guy. It was everything great. It was like a perfect joke, and he didn't offend any of our noses. He's a comedian and a gentleman. Like yes. Richard Gere. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. So a pregnant T-Rex has been found shedding light on the evolution of egg laying as well as on gender differences in the dinosaur. Oh. I think this is one of Justin Burrell's stories. The remains could also contain the holy grail of dinosaur fossils, DNA. It is possible, uh, says Dr. Lindsay Zano, referring to genetic material that may be present in this as well as similar dinosaur finds. We have some evidence that fragments of DNA may be preserved in dinosaur fossils, but this remains to be tested further. What has been confirmed so far is that the T-Rex, which was found in Montana and dates back 68 million years, retained medullary bone, revealing that the individual was pregnant. Uh, this bone is only present in female birds, which are related to dinosaurs, just before and during egg laying. It's this what? It's a bone that doesn't appear until... Apparently so. What? It's this type of bone that could retain preserved DNA. Uh, medullary bone lines the marrow cavity of the long bones of birds, says Dr. Zano. Uh, it's a special tissue that is built up as easily uh, mobilized calcium storage just before egg laying. The outcome is that birds do not have to pull calcium from the main part of their bones in order to shell eggs, weakening, the bo weakening their bones the way crocodiles do. I didn't know that happens to crocodiles. I didn't know either, but crocodiles are related to the common ancestor of dinosaurs. Medullary bone is thus present before and during egg laying, but is entirely gone after the female has finished laying eggs. Um, the product project's lead researcher, paleontologist Dr. Mary Schweitzer, Spe speculated that the medullary bone was present in the dinosaur's remains and was able to confirm her suspicions after she, Dr. Zano, and their team conducted a chemical analysis of the femur. The material, which was found to be consistent with known medullary tissues from ostriches and chickens, contained keratin sulfate, which is a substance not present in any other bone types. This analysis allows us to determine the gender of this fossil and gives us a window into the evolution of egg laying in modern birds. Uh, Dr. Zano explained how researchers now knew extinct dinosaurs inherited egg laying from their ancestors, just as birds inherited this reproductive strategy from their dinosaur ancestors. The discovery of the medullary bone is just one more piece of evidence that blurs the line between birds and other theropods, which is carnivorous two-legged dinosaurs, like T-Rex. I like this drawing of a pregnant T-Rex also. What? It's got a little T-Rex bun in the oven. Oh. <laughs> and... It's glowing. Ah, <laughs> and its tits are so huge. <laughs> Honestly, it's never looked better. I mean... <laughs> it's rampaging for two. Amazing. That is so cute. Pregnancy, huh, guys? And terrifying, right? Pregnancy bones. Pregnancy bones. Bones be getting bones. Hey, should we be wrapping things up? I mean, maybe we should. Um, you know, I don't. This isn't that sciencey, but there was a thing that I just saw and I got obsessed with this morning. And I guess whenever uh, I have something like that, I'm like, why not pass it on? There was a video that someone made that's uh, a moment by moment recreation of the final three hours of the Titanic. Whoa! In real time, in HD, where the camera pans all around the different parts of the ship and shows what was happening and all the hours as it was sinking. And I got obsessed with that this morning. I spent an hour reading about the, the, the mechanics of how it sank and everything. Will you now, guys tell me... Here's my question, because the whole of Titanic was only three hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so it just cuts out the first act? Who? Basically. Wait, just some random person did that? I think it was part of a, a, a the video game, which is a sort of morbid thing that was you could be on... I think it's almost like a cutscene, but they just—they were like, "We already re we already rendered this thing for the video game, so we'll just make this movie." That's that's—I uh, think it's two hours and forty-one minutes actually. 
And um, it's, it's trying to recreate also the sounds you have been hearing as <gasps> air and steam were escaping different parts and things are being forced around. And it's really fascinating. That's I terrifying. Guess, well, I never you... really read that much about, I mean, I've seen the movie, but I never right. spent a lot of time reading about what actually went Will you went email down. me that? Yeah, it's I pretty cool. I want to see it. Also, will you guys tell me if this is, maybe this is a famous quote. And you're going to laugh because you're going to think it's corny, but I thought it was so rad that I was, I like swiped right on this guy. This is uh, the, all this guy's Tinder profile said life is all about perspective. The sinking of the Titanic was a miracle to the lobsters in the ship's kitchen. I think that's great. Is that famous? Uh, I, when I read it, I was like, oh, is that supposed to be a thing I already know? I mean, you guys are laughing because you think it's corny, but like, I thought it was great and funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I've never heard it. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm now Googling sinking Titanic miracle lobsters. <laughs> I think it's funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I thought it was a fantastic thing. Oh, it, 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 it is famous. Well, it's not fa- It's a known quote. It's been okay. on Reddit and it's been posted by one of those fake Bill Murray. I fucking hate. I really oh, fucking hate those. Me too. Me the too. Bill Mu- like, like fake Chris Rock, fake Bill fake Murray, Bill Murray yeah, fake yeah, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Where, where everyone follows it because it's like, ah, oh, it's fun, it posted funny shit, but it's just stealing my friend's jokes right. and, yeah. accru- and attributing it to a legendary comedian who isn't on Twitter. Uh,. Anyway, I like that quote. Well, it's a good yeah, quote. Sure, yeah. I don't give a shit if it's like a self-help thing. I think it's funny and clever. It is. It is. Yeah, the whole time watching this Titanic thing, I'm like, this is a fascinating story. So much to make a... Oh, wait. Hey! Oh, wait. That movie I hate actually was inspired by a super interesting thing. Right. Do you really hate that movie? I just don't get what the... I just didn't... I didn't get why it was the highest special. grossing of all time, but yeah, I definitely yeah. don't hate it. In a parallel universe, that was like an epic Waterworld-style failure. Like as it was being made, there were these articles. I remember seeing a, a two-page spread in Time showing how they're building this entire ship, and everybody's right. take on it was James Cameron's a fucking idiot. He'll never yeah. make his two hundred million back. It's going to be the biggest bomb in history. Right. It's like nope. nope. Get Leo DiCaps in there yeah. though, and yeah. that reverses right away. Do you think DiCaps is a creep? By the way. No, I think he rules. You don't care that he's like always dating like 21 year old Don't give a shit because I don't want to date him. Okay. That kind of stuff sucks if you want to. It's not cool, but like he's one of those guys. Haven't we talked about this? Because we're him and Brad Pitt are two like quote unquote Hollywood heartthrobs where I genuinely do not want to have sex with either one of those guys, but they seem like they would be a blast to hang out with. Brad I would, Pitt? Brad yes. Pitt would be fun to hang out with? Yes. There's something about him where I'm like, this guy would be dry and funny and like. I think he seems like he would be super fun to hang out with. And Leo DeCap, same thing. I want to hang out with him so bad. I want to be in the pussy posse with that dude so bad. But I don't want to hump it. Like, I don't think he's attractive. Are, are ladies welcome in the pussy posse or not? I, I don't know. I feel like some 90s ladies were in there. It depends, like, I think, what they're re- like, how they affect neighboring pussy. <laughs> True. I'm a good wingman, though, because I'm, like, one step away from a dude. So I'm a good wingman. But, like, I think... Yeah, I mean, I'm in general bummed by guys my age dating 20-year-olds, of course. We've been over this in our private life, Andy. But him, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, I get you're going to bang models every day. You're like the most famous movie star. But I don't know. I think he's like on point with all of his social justice issues. I think he seems like a really fun guy to hang out with. I think he's good in every single movie he's in. I'm not being funny. Like, anytime he's in a thing, I'm like, well, I'll go see it. I don't care what it's about. So I'm pro Leo all day. Pro Leo. Yeah. I just looked out the pussy posse because I wasn't sure who exactly is considered him and part Toby. Of it. And Toby, then 90, number one. Other '90s ladies. There's like Ethan Suplee, Lucas Haas, Sarah Gilbert's definitely yeah. part of oh, okay, it. David well, Blaine. That surprises me. Oh, oh, okay. Strike against Leo for hanging out with that guy. J.R. Ferguson from Mad Men, who I've seen singing Johnny Cash at karaoke at the Foxfire around the corner here. Hang on, mm-hmm. which Toby? Toby McGuire. McGuire. Okay. 
Of course, they like went to school together and stuff. I mean, you get to strike Tobey Maguire's lame shit. Oh, so, what? Yeah. Why? What? Super lame. I think super he's... lame. What is what do you think is cool about that guy? Uh, the ice storm, cider house rules, uh, Spider Man. Spider Man. The first Spider Man's great. The first Spider Man's great. I don't know if I agree. I with love that. Sam Raimi. I don't. But do you think that Tobey Maguire made it great? Um, Could you have plugged in any number of other people in that role and still think it's great? Yes. But he was the perfect casting for that. Oh, wait, he wasn't uh, even in Ice Storm, was he? What am I thinking of? Yeah, he was. Oh, he was. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think he's the coolest Toby. Well, okay. I'm just for trying to sure, think. Sure, when you have zero competition, who's name another Toby? Keith? Well, I, Boom, already beat him. Kunta Kinte? Toby Keith. Uh, right, he's not yeah. cooler than Toby Keith. I mean, less cool. Toby Keith, I would argue, is cooler than Toby Maguire. If we're going to have a Toby off, I'm going Keith over Maguire any day. Yeah. I mean, of course. Of what course. is Toby no... short for? What is Toby Maguire's real name? Tobias? Tobias. That's Tobias, what it is. Uh, besides, funk, yeah, besides characters, I can't think of any Tobys. So that means, to- is Toby Keith Tobias Keith? Presumably. Uh, no. Well, not according to Wikipedia, doesn't list that as his real name anyway. Right. Toby Keith Covell. Well, oh, so is Keith his, is his middle Keith name. Keith is his middle name. But Toby That's is pretty stuff, southern. Yeah. I could see a southern person just naming my stepdad's name is Ronnie. It's straight up Ronnie. No, I swear on his birth certificate, it's Ronnie. Wow. Like it's not Ronald. That's very southern. Yeah. So I can see him, I guess, being straight up Toby. My straight mom's birth certificate just says mum. <laughs> she was born for the job. <laughs> yeah. The role she was born to play. Yeah. Uh, April, do you have any shows coming up soon you want to plug? Oh, you have a new show you're doing at the lab every so often, right? Yeah, we don't know. It's once a month, but. And it's on a Wednesday. We just don't know yet, like, if it's the second, whatever. But it's with Karen Kilgariff, so check our Twitters. We'll tell you. Other than that... At the Improv Lab on Melrose, right? Yes. And then I'm going back out with Hardwick in June. So I'm opening for Chris Hardwick on his tour. Is this still called the um, Fun Comfortable Tour? No, it's the ID10T Tour. Should I know that? Oh, idiot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. And and watch out for the tickets to that tour, getting the Probably Science bump. Yeah! Um... Yeah, if you you guys should come see Chris Hardwick. I mean, he likes science and stuff. Not he's, you guys. I mean, your audience. Oh yes, you yeah, guys should too. He's super nice. But go, he's been on the show as well. So listeners yeah. probably know of him ex- mainly. Listeners probably know mainly Chris Hardwick from uh, an early probably science episode. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. where he really got his big. Bump. Yes, yeah. but other than that, he does host some other things and he has his own podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard. No, but what? Yeah, he. Um, but in all oh, seriousness, yeah. I, hope, I hope it works out for him. He in all like seriousness, you guys listening, go see him because he's really hilarious. He talks about things that you're likely into, and you know, get there on time, and, you and you'll see, see an me. Opening. Yeah, yes. I'm okay, but he's great. <laughs> so come out. You need a better hype man. You need somebody to like. Uh... He really. It's so much fun to watch him every night. And yeah, so this tour is going to be a whole new hour of stuff. That's I mean, right. he just ended the other tour in January, and now this one's going to be a whole new hour. Damn. Yeah, uh, we will be at Bridgetown. Yeah, check Both. out BridgetownComedy.com to get um, passes, and then we'll, the schedule will be live in probably two or three weeks. We're most likely going to be on either June fourth or fifth uh, up in Portland. BridgetownComedy.com for information, and we'll individually be doing shows as well on the various different days. Oh yeah, um, I'm going to be doing some uh, European dates as well. I'm going to be back in the UK for Glastonbury at the end of June, beginning of July. And I'm doing some other gigs around there. So if you are at Glastonbury, I I should know my, my... The times change around anyway, but I know I'm on at some point Saturday, mid to late afternoon, and late on Sunday. That's, go say hi to Billy Bragg in the left field tent oh, thing for me. 
Yeah, he runs the whole field. He runs the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and then is that really? Yeah. The left field is um, what? Yeah. The left field is like an area of the Glastonbury Festival, and it's like all the political. Billy artists. Bragg curates it. Oh, yeah. okay. As in, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it's it's a big state. The Buzzcocks headlined it last yeah. year. It was great. Um, Did the listeners him? know you have a Billy Bragg tattoo? I don't know if they do. He knows you too. Remember, he always asks about. He's like, "How's the Golden God?" Whenever. Yeah. I swear to God, him and Grant both. Um, They were taken with Andy's muscles, Billy (laughs) and Grant, for sure. Um, And also, I'm going to be in Greece. Speaking of gods, (gasps) I'm going to be uh, doing visiting Greece for the first time in my life and doing some shows there as well. Oh, it's my favorite place. Is it? It's the most beautiful place I've ever been. I have never. I'm going to be in. Athens on Friday the 17th and on Friday on Wednesday the 15th I'm gonna be oh god hang on this is where I are don't you going even, to any of the islands this is where I can't remember exactly where I am if only um, you had that disease the Mary Lou Henner disease <laughs> disease <laughs> gift I meant yeah. uh I am gonna be where is it syndrome what would you call it yeah, I don't think syndrome technically has any negative connotation to it. It just means, like, run with or something. I yeah. think it's awesome. Whatever uh, the positive connotations. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screw the pronunciation of this, but uh, Thessaloniki. Okay. Which I never heard of, but is in Greece, and I'm going to be doing a show there on the Wednesday. That's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, and we're going to be doing a set list. As, I, I, this is going to be, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I'm going to do my own show earlier on in the evening on the Friday in Athens, and then later on, myself and Lambrus Fistus, who is a Greek comedian who I know who set this whole thing up, we will be co-hosting... A multilingual version of setlist. This, this is the coolest wow. thing I've ever heard. So in my it's going to be yeah, it's going to be half in Greek and half in English. Crazy. And I think that's cool. As I don't shit. know how it's going to work, but I I can't wait to find out. So that's going to be really use all those bidets in Greece. Uh, by the way, here is my uh, geographical ignorance. Uh, the place I didn't know how to pronounce and hadn't heard of is the second largest city in Greece and the capital of Greek Macedonia. Uh. So well done, Matt, with your. Uh, complete ignorance of other countries the second largest city well make sure you go to the islands while you're there uh i'm gonna see i'm gonna have a day one day off i'm gonna have the thursday off so i'm gonna see what i can do about traveling a bit right that's amazing yeah it's great uh i have been i've been to cyprus before but i would think i was on the turkish side i've never been anywhere near there oh dude too hot for me i went with chip pope and we went island hopping and we went to mykonos we went to sardinia not sardinia is that right we went to it was amazing it honestly so stunningly beautiful i mean there was a day that we were on because in mykonos like the islands all the buildings are white the the water's the bluest blue you've ever seen in your life it was like a scene in a james bond movie where i was there to sell somebody secrets and they had to meet me and then (laughs) leave it was like that was the surroundings it was really amazing and to think you got to be in the land where all fraternities were created that's oh my god that was oh yeah that is the one thing about greece is that everyone in the most important authority yeah um, it's just their system. It's just, the, it's just their world. Um, listeners, please do go and see April on tour and come and see us as well. And uh, please donate if you're able to donate. That really helps us out at probablyscience.com. And if you're shopping through Amazon, please use our link first. And if you're not doing either of those two things, please help us out by spreading the word. Write nice things about us on iTunes and give us nice five-star ratings. That really helps. And tell other people about our show. Tweet, Facebook, that kind of thing. You can email us, probablyscience at gmail.com. You can tweet us at probablyscience. 
Uh, you can find us individually. Um, April, you are at a AP, right? A-P-E-Y? Yes, correct. Uh, and, and at Andy T. Wood, yep. at Matt Kirshen, and please also follow at Jesse Case and listen to Jesse versus Cancer. Yeah, to send him birthday wishes on Wednesday. Do that. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us again, April. Thank Enjoy. you for having me again. See you next week. Bye. Bye.